Welcome to another episode of Mental Conversations, uh, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. My name's Chris Sutton, and today I'm, I'm excited. I'm always excited, but because <laughs> I'm joined in our lead studio by Jerry Andrews. Um, Jerry is a body mind coach at Shan Holistic Massage Therapy. So, uh, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Um, thanks for coming in. We've we've met through mental health work mm-hmm. in the past. Yep. And when I started this podcast, you were in the top three people on my list. Really? <laughs> of wow. People that I wanted <laughs> to talk to. to. <laughs> so, um, people out there will be thinking, why? You know, I'm building you up now. But, uh, <laughs> No tell, t- tell me a bit about what you do. Just tell listeners about what you actually okay. do. Uh, well, I'm a uh, holistic massage therapist. And basically what that means is that I work with the whole person. Obviously, people will be familiar with massage therapy being mostly around you know, manipulating the, the tissues of the body, mm-hmm. um, dealing with problems, but also making people feel better. But um, the way I look at it as well is that it's the whole mind and body connected together that makes us a whole person. So um, the the work that I've been looking more at is this idea of connecting what's going on in our minds with what we feel in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Because so many of the the clients that I get these days, it's not just the, the pain in the neck that they are feeling, <laughs> but it might be, who is that pain in the neck that they might be feeling? <laughs> that's okay. I'm, I think I'm in touch with that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's essentially what I'm working on now. So, so in practice then, so when you have a client, um, what happens in terms of a consultation? Do you have a conversation first or do you... Yeah. Do they yeah. do, do people turn up and say I've got a bad back and you say, actually, let's have a talk about what's going on in your mind? Well, well I suppose people... The starting point is, yes, they might have a bad back or whatever the the pain might be. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we start, I suppose. But then as people start to uh, talk a little bit about their their symptoms and what's going on, Mm -hmm. you can then get a feeling sometimes for what might be sitting behind it. Now, depending on what the the situation is, some people have got a bad back for Mm -hmm. a physical reason. So it's not everybody necessarily that you would go into the the other areas with no so you've got to use a bit of sort of intuition i guess as to where people are at but what it what interests me though is that you so your your point of difference really is is that you focus on that mind body connection though so so do you get clients i'm assuming that come through um because they know about that so can you give us an example obviously anonymously Mm. of, Mm. of how it's focusing on someone's um, or on either physical or mental, and mm. how it's complemented the other one, the, the other aspect. Yeah, I mean, I, or, or does that even make sense? Because you're saying yeah. you focus on one on the whole, and I've just broken it down into two different things. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to get my head around it. I think people perhaps don't um, make that clear distinction for themselves, mm. or the. Or make the connection distinct, if you know what I mean. They're not necessarily coming thinking, right, I've got a physical pain, therefore I yeah. need to speak to somebody about it. But it's just that thing, that sort of sense that you know, we, we are whole people, we are connected. Our brains do govern how we feel both physically and emotionally. But quite often, and for example, um, 
A lot of people might come in with a physical pain in the back or in the neck and those mm-hmm. sorts of things, and then start talking about the pressures at work. Yes. And then you get a sense of, well, people are getting stressed. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, mental strain as much as anything. Yeah. Or there may be um, you know, emotional issues that come up for people. And you know, I've got a particular client, for example, who I've been seeing for a couple of years now. And I think she uh, knew herself that she was suffering with depression, mm-hmm. um, but needed to just feel relaxed in the body. So mm-hmm. she came for that reason. So what were the physical symptoms there? Um, back pain, basically, a lot of tension being yeah. held. Um, and I suppose, yeah, as you know, sometimes when you go into a bit of, sort of shock sometimes, you don't sort of feel it until later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, everything seems to ache. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's those sorts of things, but it perhaps what comes out sometimes is that actually when you start working on the body and even you know massage in particular areas as well, somehow that seems to connect at a very deep bodily level. Okay. So yeah. that people's emotions are then triggered. Actually, well, I'm I'm big on this mm-hmm. in terms of. Um, I have that kind of reaction, so, and it took me quite a while to understand that this, that this is what was happening. Uh-huh. Quite often on a Thursday morning, I would feel quite grumpy and a bit tired mm. and hadn't slept particularly well, and then I realised I, I go to a yoga class on a Wednesday night, right? And I, it's a yin yoga, I, I, and, and I do practice a lot of yin yoga, which is essentially spending a lot of time. Um, an extended period of time in a posture uh-huh. so you can spend like three to five minutes or longer in one posture so you're really mm. stretching out that that whichever muscle you're focusing on yeah and with yin yoga in particular um the teacher then once said her to say you know well it can actually create anger the thing uh, about you know emotion really rises but particularly what they refer to as red emotions in this yoga okay. class as, and yeah. you know being quite um, I, I think they were trying to avoid the word negative, <laughs> you know. But, but <laughs> essentially, but, you know, it's. Yeah. But it's. But, yeah, but yeah. what what they were saying was that that's it releases what needs to be released. So if you mm. start, if that anger rises, it's perhaps there's a tension, and actually by getting rid of that anger and somehow, um, you know, when it dissipates, yeah. you're in a better place than yeah. you were before. So you kind of have to go through the the valley before you get to the peak, if you That's like. interesting, actually, and it's very true. And I think maybe part of that is where even just simply acknowledging that we're holding anger yeah. is a way of releasing it. Right, well. okay, yes. So we might not even know, and that's often what happens. You know, we, we, we have emotions, the body and the, the brain reacts without us even consciously thinking to yeah. react, if you know what I mean. I feel like, and we haven't talked about this before, so, mm. I, you know, this, I mean, literally, I, did, I, did, <laughs> I, just said before, I just said before we pressed play on this, like before we press record, do you know what, it's a conversation, this could, it literally could go anywhere, um, but you're quite um, zen. Am I? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I, don't get me wrong, like, I've mm. not looked into zen Buddhism or like, mm. but it feels like, for me, how how far do you take it to the next step in terms of when I've kind of flirted with the idea of, say, Buddhism, uh-huh. um, 
and about that whole releasing things and just you know watching things go by the whole meditative kind mm. of don't attach yourself to anything just release mm. it and I get really frustrated because I'm like I'm trying to let go I can't let go you know <laughs> which is like so obviously counterproductive to what you're to what you're trying to achieve but but do you find yourself you know is that a state that you try to get into do you practice any meditation and um i suppose i don't consciously but i guess over the years i've tried to learn to let go of things yeah. and not let it get to me maybe that's just you know the way that i see the world to a certain degree yeah but i'm not saying that that's what and what is like all the time no no no, no i'm sure <laughs> really human i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> But, but, like, but, but that, conscious of it, I guess, and that that serves you well. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, taking that step back to sort of think, well, okay, well, how how do I feel about this? So, do, is, sorry is to interrupt. No, no, so no, I'm just I'm getting too excited. Did you <laughs> did you um, were you taught that? Is that something you just um, developed naturally? I don't know, really. I mean, it's I suppose it's. Maybe it's in my nature to be a little bit more contemplative, I guess. And I'm a, a Virgo, so maybe we do analyse things <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> a little bit. Um, but I suppose growing up, it's always been something that I've been drawn to. So you know, things that I've read, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Okay, because the reason I ask is not just to be nosy and mm. find out about you, but is because I'm I'm really conscious that the the kind of whole premise of this podcast is that people will listen to it. Enjoy it, have a laugh, you know, and, mm. and, and, you know, that it's quite light touch, even though it's around <gasps> mental health, you know, like, but it's because I'm focusing on positive mental health Indeed. and how people can be positive. Yes. So what I'm interested in is when I talk to people like you that have that, that so you've got this, um, you know, a, um, a string to your arrow, whatever it's called, um, of being, having that contemplative nature, mm. I'm interested in whether it's something people can learn or whether you're kind of born with it. And what you just mm. said is that you think there's a kind of, you know, you, you have a natural affinity to being in, having been interested in that growing so. up yeah. and then were drawn to books. Yeah. So, and so you'd read about it. Yeah. So it is something that people, because I, I feel like I've read about this stuff mm-hmm. and, that, and I've thought, right, I don't feel great, so what can I do to make myself feel better? Mm. I've read this, that sounds good. I'm interested. Mm. I'll have a go, yeah. and for me, that kind of, that works. Yeah. Um, but you've yeah. kind of gone down a, a route of having a perhaps natural interest in the first place. Maybe so. I mean, I haven't really sort of thought about it quite in those terms, I guess. But I suppose it's like you're saying. You know, if you if you're interested and you have an interest in these things to begin with, you're probably more likely to explore. Yeah. And also, I suppose as a practitioner, um, I feel a little bit more inclined to reflect on what I do yeah whereas some people just just do it I guess yeah and in in terms of the practitioner bit so when you're Mm. hands-on literally hands-on I think you said oh I'm gonna get this so wrong what's the thing about the skin that you said it's the biggest oh I suppose it's your biggest sensory organ sensory organ right okay that's it so like I I never thought of it like that and Mm. that but the other thing is about um, that fascinates me about the kind of the mind or the body mind connection is that human touch mm. and the importance of touch. Yep. And you talked about touching. You've talked about touching presentations that I've seen you do, which are which are brilliant. If anyone gets a chance to go and see Jerry talk, go <laughs> and, and and watch. 
But so, can you tell me a bit about that? Okay, yeah. I mean, I suppose touch is a natural thing that we all do, isn't it? When you think about it, uh, babies get held and touched, and without touch at birth, it can be so destructive. Literally, I think you know, they've done horrible experiments in the past. I think with baby monkeys and so on, where they've deprived them of, mm. of you know, being in touch with something natural, mm -hmm. and they've died. Yeah. And you can see that, I think, you know, when you only have to recall, I don't know if you remember, the, um, all those kids that were left in those nursing homes, those children homes right. in, where was that, in Romania and all of that? Remember? Oh, yes, I know what you mean. Oh, really, yeah, sorry, yeah. horrible cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they stopped feeling. Yeah. They stopped crying even because nobody's going to come and pick them up. Yeah. So they I don't mean, bother. And you see that. And it's, that's that's the terrifying issue. stuff, that, isn't yeah. it? I mean... So, so, in, and in terms of that being, you know, relating it to yeah, a kind of Joe Public walking down the street, mm. you know, so me, for example, it, it it's amazing because I, again, it's about having that level of contemplation because I just hadn't thought about it necessarily. But um, when I hug my children, it definitely releases some form of endorphins kind of you know mm, and that we feel good so it's so it's not like it, it, it's kind of that and i've never i've never historically been like a hugger you know like <laughs> someone that would hug people and yeah. i tend to hug people a lot more now mm. people that um you know th particularly through this kind of work that i do around mental health mm. um particularly because of like listening to people like yourself talking about the importance of that connection to people and um you know, so I kind of realised that actually sometimes that you see someone and you smile and you you say something really positive, you know, and or, or have that. I'm not talking about being false. I mean, genuinely, kind of. Hey, I'm really glad to see you. Give them a hug, and it's amazing the reaction you get from people. Oh, but, but just like, you know, funnily <laughs> enough, Nicola, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that you've obviously met. Yeah. Um, I, I do the podcast with Nick quite a lot. Um, we've done quite a few different episodes. And she would, she would love that I'm talking about this. Shout out to you, Nick. Um, she really struggles with it. She really struggles really? with with okay, with touch. She won't she won't hug anyone. I've only Ooh. ever seen her upset once, and I went, I really feel like I need to give you a hug. And she went, Well, I'm not going to tell you what she said. But, um, <laughs> but it rhymed with ducking fair. She said, Don't you ducking fair? Um, so so it's like okay. so there's you know, but she's talked quite you know quite openly about mm. how. It's something she realizes that's going on underneath. There's the, you know. Absolutely, I think people do struggle with that. I know, you know, you know my wife, for example, sort of say, well, she, her family, I guess, are just not touchy feely people. Yeah. In that sort of sense, and some people just aren't, are they? And yeah. It's just Isn't that interesting? Something. Touchy feely. You know, yeah. I never thought of that, but like the feely perhaps even could be related to your sentiments and your emotions and the. Absolutely. You know, so you Absolutely. are, and it is. Yeah. So it can be seen. So in some respects, in you know, people can see it as a, a weakness um, mm. that people are. You or are they grabbing onto each other? You know, yeah. like a life jacket kind of thing. You're needy. Yeah, ne yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whereas actually, it's a, it's a basic human need, isn't it, to be to have to feel that well, exactly. connection. Um, you know, we talk about I don't know why do we have pets? We talk about petting things, I suppose. Yeah, in, yeah, in whatever way, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, no, it's but good, that's good you know, point. And that, yes, yeah. it is a it is a touch, isn't it? It's a sensory thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I so I think so I think the whole. When people are looking 
holistically at themselves, which I don't think people do in general, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, certainly yep. not enough of. Um, and I bang on about it and people probably get bored and turn this off now, but about how, how people will have like an action plan at work or a business right. plan, but yep. then don't have a plan for themselves yep. and about the, their well-being and, and how yep. they can, you know, dip. Yep. And, and, and I, um, I think that, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was my shoulders. Okay. So I haven't asked you to come in for a free massage, but like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but my but my, sh- my shoulders are always in pain. You know, mm. they're so tense. Okay, and I can feel myself when I'm anxious, and even now, even though I'm I'm excited, um, you know, I'm on I'm in that state of kind of raised awareness, if you like. Okay, so my shoulders are up a little bit. Yeah, um, but like I say, I practice a lot of yoga. But I also have to kind of lay on like one of those little medicine ball type things to mm-hmm. kind of roll it around on my mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise I'm just in a lot of pain. Right. So, okay. what what do you so kind what? of suggest to someone who's like that? Right. Well, I mean, you're doing a lot of the right things there. I mean, things like uh, you know, a bit of self massage with a tennis ball into those areas can mm-hmm. really help. But as you say, I think a lot of the time it's sort of held tension and we don't even know that. So, you know, our shoulders might come up yeah. and it's a bit like, you know, we talk about dogs having their hackles. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. So those are hackles yeah, on the back yeah, of your yeah. neck, isn't it? So automatically our bodies are reacting to our feelings. Yeah. And um, I think when we get to that point almost without even realising that that's our sort of, not reflex action, but it's our automatic reaction we're not even thinking about being like that we're not even aware yeah. of that sometimes and that type of sensation can remain locked in the body mm-hmm. and that's where you get a lot of the sort of stress and strain i suppose so so it's you have to sometimes consciously think about then okay drop my shoulders for example so it is an awareness so having that self-awareness yeah, yeah. and trying to so check yourself yeah kind of okay am i how i'm doing it now like, how am i how am i sitting what, am I, what are you feeling? Yeah. And I suppose that's the other thing. I think we still tend to dissociate the function of the body sometimes from the feeling. So we talk about how am I feeling, meaning am I feeling stiff and so on, mm-hmm. achy and so on. But also ask yourself how am I feeling within me? Like emotions. my emotions, yes. Okay. And actually there's, there's a lot of interesting work that's going on or has been going on for a while now around this connection between the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. And um, if you get the chance, have a look at there's a, like a documentary film called All the Rage. Okay. And it's about um, this American doctor, Dr. John Sarno, who sadly died uh, last year. But he was, he was working as a medical doctor in America for over 50 years on this uh, right. idea. But he was sort of almost sort of ostracized by the mainstream medical profession because he was basically saying that in many cases, issues to do with chronic pain and all sorts of other physical condition mm-hmm. have their origin in your mind, in your brain. Right. And he was saying, well, to, to a large extent, a lot of chronic conditions, there isn't anything actually physically wrong with you, right. even okay. though the symptoms might lead you to think so. Wow. So this all, all this work has been going on sort of over time, and over here there's um, a lady I might have mentioned uh, her to you before, Georgie Oldfield, who's a physio right. uh, working in, in Huddersfield. But she's she's set up this organisation called SIRPA UK S I R P A, 
Mm -hmm. And it is this whole thing around mind-body mind symptoms, it's called. So, okay. So, so what, what, what do you do about it? Well, again, you know, you were talking earlier on of doing things like yoga and meditation and mindfulness and all of those sorts of things. So it's really, it's a combination mm -hmm. of how might you start to change your ways of, of thinking and feeling mm -hmm. and then using some of these other you're talking therapies and so on to help you do that yeah. or even one of the key things is walking in nature so just getting out for a walk so I like doing that. those sorts of things i like this so Simple so things. do you know do you know what happens when you walk in nature then because i i, I mm. don't but i've, I've just oh. heard, I, I hear i've heard this quite a lot yeah i suppose in a sense it starts to get you to be much more aware of what's going on in your surroundings mm -hmm. And actually, I suppose it gives you that connection with something that's outside of your immediate head. Yeah. So it takes you out of your head, I guess, on the one hand. Okay. But just being in a natural environment has it's... got that connection with, with your physicality as well. And you're exercising. Yeah, you're of course, because you're, yeah, you're out and about. Yeah. So you're feeling the, the wind on your face kind of thing. Yeah. Right? You're not just sat in a... In a watching Netflix in your living room. Um, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> welcome to my world. Um, but no, the... Um, Interestingly, I uh, I just said I don't know what that's all about kind of thing with the walking in nature. And then something's popped into my head about it, which is that um, I decided to write a children's book, um, okay. you know, about 18 months ago. And I really wanted something, you know, I mean, it'd be great if it was published, but... Um, <laughs> I know a publisher, actually. You might be interested. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that after then. Um, but the... But, but essentially, I wanted to write a book because I wanted my children to have something, even when they're grown up, grown up mm. that they can, that they'll have that daddy made, okay. pretty much. So, and I had this idea about um, uh, a squirrel. I was, I was, I was, I went for a walk and I saw a squirrel, and I was thinking, oh, I thought that squirrel would be asleep. Squirrels hibernate, don't they? Right. Squirrels don't hibernate. I thought, I thought they did. <laughs> right. So, so this. This is how my, my mind works. So my brain goes down off on this track around uh, about the fact that squirrels don't hibernate. And then I was thinking, oh, no, well, they hide their nuts, don't they? They hide <laughs> their nuts for the, so for the winter. So then I was thinking, how do they remember where they've hidden them? So anyway, oh. the premise of my book is about a squirrel called Conker, and he helps elderly squirrels remember where they've hidden their nuts oh, when, they can't, when they can't remember. <laughs> okay? so, so, this was, so this is how it happens. Squirrels with dementia. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so it's called Conquer Truve. Truve being French for to find. Mm -hmm. um, I'm fun like that. And, um, but, I, but I went for a walk in nature, essentially. Not that I was thinking about that at the time. But I wanted to make it quite... Um, although I knew it was going to be illustrated. I mean, it hasn't been illustrated, but it, you know, it will be. Um, I wanted to make it quite descriptive, right. and I wanted it to be autumn because that's the time they'd be collecting the um, the food and that. Mm -hmm. So, and it was autumn when I was writing it. So I went and for a walk, or in fact several walks in the woods near yep. where I live, and I took a little carrier, a little kind of um, cellophane bag with me, and I put like different coloured leaves that were different shapes, okay. and like yeah, yeah. Um, you know um, a couple of conkers and a, and just I can't remember exactly the things but you know a twig or whatever mm. just things that I could then describe mm. and it was really interesting then when I was writing about it to actually really look at the leaf oh. you know and yeah, then yeah, how yeah. I translated yeah. that into um 
what I then put on the page. But yeah. the really interesting thing for the purpose of this, yeah. sidetrack, sorry, um, <laughs> was actually how much I really enjoyed that walk and how mm -hmm. much I really enjoyed that kind of time. Because I, yeah, I wasn't thinking about my worries and that. I was actually focusing on looking for something. Um, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, very simple things, really, isn't yeah. it? And you're actually enjoying the, the process there. Yeah, and there was a purpose as well, I suppose, yeah. for me, which is helpful. Yeah. But, yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, you know, I've been interested in um, Japanese gardening, for example, and um, okay. all of those sorts of things. And all those ideas of Zen gardens. I don't know if you've seen yeah, those yeah. things. I told you you were Zen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it makes me think there that a lot of the teaching and a lot of the uh, the intention behind that type of gardening has been to put people you know, in in mind and doing it mindfully, so that I've got Mr Miyagi with a bonsai tree. <laughs> in well, my, I do, in... I do like I do, do you? bonsai. Mate, like. but, that, but that is like so because you're yeah. you're twisting and clipping, and you must have to yeah. be really focused on exactly. And you're doing very simple things, basically, and even just, you know, raking the leaves in the garden, for example. My, my wife just enjoys sweeping. Okay. She says that just, just you know, feels, so you're just a very calming yeah. thing, and you're just doing something really simple. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, so it is, so, right. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it was interesting, actually, when you were, you were talking a little bit earlier about... Um, you're saying you know, about helping people to, I suppose, develop a plan, and we talk about business plans and mm. action plans and so on, but we don't have plans for ourselves. Yeah. And um, this is the bit that I'm sort of finding more and more intriguing with the the work that I'm doing. So I'm talking about body mind coaching now, as opposed to just purely you know massage. Right. Okay. And that thing about making that connection between the body and the mind mm -hmm. is all about that. Because I think so many people. Um, come in to be fixed yeah and when you think about it yes. our health service is based around those yeah, premise no, yeah 100 percent. and yet what we don't do is take any real sense of ownership and responsibility prevention kind of yeah yeah and, and actually yeah doing all these other things that we can do outside of you know taking pills i guess mm. but this idea that we've also got to consciously think about what we do with our health and i know you know, people are into all their fitness and healthy eating and so yeah. on these days and yeah. diet plan. So plan, planning what you do is becoming part and parcel of that process. Yeah. But we don't always, in my experience in dealing with people, consciously think about, well, how, if I come for a massage, for example, how is this necessarily part of my personal health care? Mm. It's, yeah. it's a nice thing to do in many cases, or I've got a problem that I want fixing, so I want somebody else to come in and fix me. Yeah. But really what I'm trying to, to do with this work now is to work with people to get them to think about the, what's going on. Mm -hmm. So we do talk about well, you know, what's behind your, your aches and pains, is there stress and so on behind it. Yeah. Then when you start, I suppose, helping people come to a realisation of how they've arrived in that state, mm. they can start to see what's going on. Yeah. And then it's about trying to sort of plan with them a program of action, which might include massage as part of that. Mm -hmm. But it's also for them to actually become a little bit more mindful of their own state. So of that being. it doesn't happen so or to, to well, be conscious of, of it. I mean some yeah. we we can't avoid stress. No 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 but, but I just, at least you can but, look out for it. And I and I think and I and again I'm I'm I say this quite regularly, but 
I think there's also something really important about um, what your expectations are. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you aiming for? Yeah. What you, yep, because yep, yep. because if someone has so, for example, <clears throat> I had um, I was kind of almost bent over double with back pain mm, I remember about, you were talking about, that. about about you know probably fourteen, fifteen years ago now. Yeah. But I, and I and I get and I went to the doctor and was given painkillers, you know, to try and. You know, fight through it. But I had acupuncture. Um, I went to an osteopath. I went to a chiropractor. And then in the end, um, I um, it was through physiotherapy right. that they taught that I was taught some stretches. Mm -hmm. And this is where I kind of really got into yoga um, because the stretching <clears throat> relieved it almost immediately. You know, like I mean, not immediately, but. Mm. You know, and I remember them saying to me, look, it's probably taken you years to get into this state. It will take you years to get out of it as well. But okay. the kind of, the, the start of feeling better through my muscles being stretched and, you know, manipulated. I did have some massage as well. Um, I used to go for a massage every week. Right. Um, and then that, but that kind of, I don't know, it's, the, it's almost like, it's the, it's the same as someone who goes to yoga for the first time. I hear this all the time in yoga class when new people come. I can't do it. Is there mm. thing I can't do it? Mm. And you're like, well, wh when you when you say it, what do you mean? Because were you expecting to walk in and do a headstand or do you know? Because that this isn't going to happen. You know, like or whatever it is, or touch yeah. your toes, or you're not. You're, no one's going to be able to just do anything you know yeah. you have to you have to you know you can't ride a bike until you learn how to ride a bike Indeed. like so <laughs> you, you know i think there is this kind of okay understanding of yes where you want to get to yes you know um elite athletes want to get to the pinnacle and the top mm. of the world mm. or whatever but for you know for someone who's just doing it for fitness or for their health reasons to just have that kind of well actually even i want to get better i want to improve mm. i want to mm. you know incremental steps kind of thing yeah. and realizing that it's your own plan you're yeah. not competing with someone yeah. it's just you know improving and it's time isn't it i think sadly these days we governed almost by this idea of having to do things quickly and get things done quick and yeah. all that speed is yeah. so it's like so right I'm come and see jerry get a massage and then that's it i'll be fixed yeah for the next 15 years and it's no no, no <laughs> it this is part of a plan yep. Mr Magic Hands no it is you know this <laughs> is part, it has to be part of a plan mm. listen I mean I hate this but I've been yep. told half an hour podcasts are the way to go All right. we've, so we're out of time but <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd love to do it again I'd love to do another one, one with you soon yeah I mean I'd love to talk to you a little bit more as well about this whole idea behind the um, you know, the, the mind body sort of coaching side of things but also this issue around you know, how things, it is all in your head to a certain yeah. degree. Okay, well, we'll do that. Okay. So in terms of how um, how can people get in touch with you? Well, have you got a website? Right. Yes, um, you can go to my website, which is www.massagetherapyleads.com. But I'm going to be, I'm trying to upgrade that a little bit more to talk about a little bit more about the coaching work that I do. So mm -hmm. that's not quite in there yet. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, also phone me. Uh, my number is uh, 077-943-66227. I'd be happy to take a, you know, an initial call and see where we go if people want to, to look at it that way. Fantastic. It's been brilliant. Thank you so Thank much you for coming much. in. And um, for you lot out there, um, thanks for listening as always. Follow me on Twitter at Mental Comms. Well, that's capital M-E-N-T-A-L-C-O-N-V-S. 
and another episode of Mental Conversations will be winging its way to you pretty soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay. Hi, Chris.